0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings, welcome back to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show, On The Mark. After a 22 and a half hour break, we're back on the air. Seems like only moments ago. It <laughs> <laughs> Seems like only a torturous yesterday. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody on the market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll free line is open. Call us 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the market, WDKOK, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. All right. So we're going to enjoy open phones. Let me tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company, it is our sponsor. Uh, I want to tell you about the fact that they are looking for staffers there they are looking for individuals to work for the sunbury motor company uh, if you are a person who's already an experienced technician or you're looking for your first job or looking to make a career change into an entry level opportunity they're looking for entry level and experienced technicians to work at the quick lane the light truck service the heavy truck service that's for the big tow trucks and you got to be able to back up a trailer well you, they'll teach you how if you don't know how but the body frame and alignment and towing departments. Whether you are an experienced technician, an entry-level technician looking for your first job or someone looking for a career change, they'd love to talk to you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Ford, Hyundai, and Kia. The Hyundai Ionic is uh, one of the vehicles they got. It's a hybrid, and it's a super small hatchback. And the beauty of this hybrid, yes, you're going to get great, great gasoline mileage, probably about 50 miles per gallon or so, on average. Now, if you go take this vehicle to the shore, your gas mileage is going to be a little bit lower, only about 45 miles to the gallon. But if you only drive around town and you stay on the electricity, your mileage will be about 100 miles to the gallon. So it's a uh, all gasoline range is about 130 some miles. So you can do a lot of driving on this before you need to use the gasoline motor. It's a fuel sipper if there ever was one. And again, uh, 30,000 dollars is the base price so you know you stick on the sunroof and you're not going to need leather and some other stuff so you're probably talking about 35 uh, maybe up to 40 perfect car for you hyundai ionic sunbury motor company order one up today and they would just love to do business with you and make sure that you are well taken care of tomorrow we'll tell you about the electric version of this the ionic 5 but today we're just talking about the hybrid version of the ionic at the sunbury motor company all right call us up now we've got a Lots going on in the news these days. The Boy, presi- are really
2: doing a hot, breaking story. Hot, What's breaking it? story. Former Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard announced that she left the Democratic Party yesterday, denouncing the organization as an elitist cabal. Oh, cabal. Cabal, cabal. Gabbard, who retired from the House of Representatives in 2021, attacked the institution in a nearly 30-minute video posted on her YouTube account. She did not announce plans to join the Republican Party or adopt any other political affiliation, however. She said, I could no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is now under the complete control of an elitist, what do you say, cabal? cabal? Cabal. Cabal, all right. Your way. You know, you say tomato, I say tomato. That's fine. Moving a on. The warmongers driven by cowardly w- wokeness who divide us by radicalizing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, Gabbard said in an excerpt posted on Twitter. She went on to call on other moderate Democrats to follow her footsteps.
1: All right. Well, she's always had a mind of her own and was uh, super moderate. Well, I wonder if the Democrats will praise
2: dem. her the same way they have um, – what's her name who was on the uh, – oh, Former vice president's daughter. (laughs) I'm in a moment here. Chelsea Carter. No, uh, no, the one who's on the January 6th committee. January 6th. Um.
1: Oh. uh, (laughs) (laughs) McCain. McCain. Right. Uh, Mrs. McCain. Mrs. <laughs> McCain. Right, we, we have to take a quickie break, actually, because I forgot. I failed to give our producer some really valuable instructions like the telephone number, number for okay. our CBS <laughs> guest. So I'm going to take a break. She's going to dial up that number, and we will be right back. We're going to try to talk to Finn
3: Gomez at CBS. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
1: Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to CBS's political director, Finn Gomez. Boy, do we have a lot to talk to him about. I was supposed to call <laughs> him at 830. Finn, how much time do we have, about 10 minutes or a little less than that?
4: Maybe a little less, but always have to, to talk. It's glad to talk to you, Mark, and, uh, and eager to talk about politics.
1: Okay. Um, All right. Fantastic. Well, it's me, Mark yeah. Lawrence, a bad host of the show, and Joe McGranahan's our good conservative co-host here, so he'll do anything to keep President Trump back in office. No, I so, don't. well <laughs> Anyway. All right. So really quickly, just the national body politic, we seem so divided. And yeah. How's have, it looking? Have you ever seen a year like this?
4: Uh, frankly, no. Uh, in the 20 years, I've been in politics. Several so sequels. Well, this, well, this upcoming presidential sequel will be my fifth one. Uh, that I've no, frankly, this is this is uh, this is uh, a th- we we're in we in the state in this country, I believe, where it, it, when it comes to the political landscape, that it's uh, it's excessively charged and uh, divided. Absolutely, and we're seeing that in these play out in these crucial um, battleground states, battleground races, and congressional races uh, across the country.
2: Are you surprised by how ugly some of these campaigns have gotten? I mean, it seems like issues have gone by the wayside, and well, let's attack somebody's personality or their personal life, whatever, rather than the issues.
4: Well, well yeah, I mean, right now we're in that that period of time, like so close to the election, that you know that we politicos and as you know, Mark, and are you know, it's called the silly season when things get uh, exceptionally charged, and and we do see like uh, a level of. Pugilism, if you will, that we we haven't done we haven't we don't do prior to this point in the in the cycle. But uh, that being said, no, absolutely. I mean, this is it is getting ugly, really ugly in a lot of these races. Not just mudslinging; they're throwing rocks and all kinds of things as well. I mean, it's you know it it is a point uh, again going to that first question where you know this is a country that a lot of in, a lot of these races are really divided, charged up, just. To, the, and, and, and it's a landscape that is especially uh, unique uh, if we compare it to previous la- previous cycles. Absolutely.
1: Now, is part of this our, our uh, the the idea, I call it our suspension of disbelief, you know, borrowed from the entertainment or, or you know, TV and uh, theater industries, this idea that we're willing to set aside reality so that we can enjoy a good movie. Uh, it seems like we have this now. We learned how to do it with President Trump when we voted for him, I mean, in the majority fashion in the first time around. And uh, it seems as though you must be doing that if you're a Herschel Walker supporter. You must, we see John Fetterman supporters have to have some of it. Dr. Oz supporters have to have some of it. Tell us about this idea that really we're o- willing to overlook the best, worst qualities of our, some of our favorite candidates.
4: Uh um yeah, because I think if you look at let's say take for example Herschel Walker in Georgia, it's a battleground state. We all know what happened in twenty twenty, it was so close that it, it went to a runoff, you know, and and a lot of political experts and analysts but you know, it's just, you know predict that this could happen again in this Senate uh battleground race where uh you know Herschel Walker and, and Raphael Warnock in the midst of you know one of the tightest races in the country that has like a national interest. Um, could again go to a runoff. Um, You have to get that 50% threshold, right, to win. Uh, But, you know, I think because of the importance and significance of this election cycle specifically, yeah, I think voters are willing to overlook certain aspects, certain components and and controversies um, because they see the bigger picture. They see, you know, their party getting into power, and, and, and because when they're in power, they will have, you know, more of their ideas and, and that they support, uh, you know, potentially becoming laws. And, and, and that's, that's incredibly important. This is one of the most consequential midterms in, in years. Um, you know, it, it's close across the country. Uh, and I think that when the voter comes down to it, it they, they, they believe uh, who who they look at their candidates and who best embodies their principles their opinions their positions and that's what matters most know, and that is the crux of it of, you know and yes they're willing to overlook other aspects that in previous cycles um you know i'm old enough to remember that you know some of these issues may have may, may have been enough to knock down a candidate in, in their campaign uh, but nowadays no because because overall the' escape, you know, the the balance of power in the Senate, the balance of power in Congress overall is what matters most to most voters. And you're seeing that throughout all across the country in all these key battleground races.
2: Well, Finn, this may be slightly out of your wheelhouse, but one of the big issues here in Pennsylvania has been debates. The gubernatorial candidates can't yeah. agree on any, and the senatorial candidates have agreed on one. But late in October, there just was a big debate in Ohio last night. Tell me, what is this? From what you've seen, do these debates move the needle any? And and how many? What's the norm with respect to how many debates candidates should have in these races? From what you've seen, I,
4: honestly, um, the the the. From what we've seen they don't typically move the needle that much right again going to like our earlier point you know voters have essentially made up their mind i think it you know it, it it's it's essentially set however there's a little bit of wiggle room there's a little bit of uh, of an area that you see in some of these very close races okay like soft partisans people who are like who believe in independence independent, but in one way or the other um where they make up their minds and maybe and right now you're seeing it like inflation is the top issue the economy is the top issue for you know across the country obviously it's an issue that impacts everyone um gas prices, is an issue that in, impacts everyone uh so those issues matter but also when uh, with the abortion rights debate that's been critical in some areas, including Pennsylvania, that sort of fueled this Democratic base to be activated and engaged into the uh, into this Democratic process right now. You know, it's sort of cutting into that trend. However, you know, so if if, if someone's making up their mind and maybe they're either conflicted one way or the other, you know, that's an issue. Those two issues are important to them, and when they're seeing these debates and, and in some of these cases. You know, as you said, like it's you know before it would be about three debates, right? Maybe more. Now it's it's typically in these tight, tight races, it's either it's it's one debate. So so much attention, so much focus is put on that. And if you're deciding, if you're a one issue, if you're a one issue voter, or you're sort of conflicted between the two, and, and you're you're on you're, you're on this scale, this personal scale, water matters most, you know, it, it, these debates can be crucial for that, for helping a voter decide. What you know? What is is important? I mean, I think this upcoming debate between uh, between John Fetterman and uh, Mehmet Oz on October 26 is going to be the most watched. I mean, it's going to be so watched because there's such an interest for many different layers, and in, you know, in this race, as you know, a battleground race. Um, uh, Fennerman's up a little bit, really his to lose. But there's going to be a lot of voters, a lot of voters who are going be watching. They want to see who their their who will be the best person to to represent Pennsylvania in the Senate. And I think there's going to be a lot of interest, a lot of interest. And it could it could matter to these one issue voters or or or, or, issue, or voter or voters who look at pro- probably at two different issues. Perhaps to the side, and that's why they're so key and so important this
1: year. Well, the key thing in Pennsylvania is that many, many people will have had the opportunity to mail in their ballots by then. So if you, right. if Dr. Fetterman or John, Dr. Fetterman, <laughs> or, I mean, or John Fetterman or Dr. Oz, either you, you one, of Lieutenant them. Governor <laughs> <You're> right, the <laughs>
2: Lieutenant <laughs> Governor <laughs> Oz. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Dr. Fetterman.
1: If anyone does so badly, badly, you want to change your vote, you have to contact the courthouse right away and have your uh, mail-in
2: ballot discarded. Hey, well, we appreciate your time this morning. Realize we ran a a Little late with you, but no, don't be surprised please, if we call and ask for you back again.
4: Call anytime. <laughs> like, hey, I, I the Keystone State is such an important state uh, for this election in every election, as you know. And I've been there many times uh, on the political trail, and I love it. You know, from Pittsburgh to Pennsylvania to Philadelphia, between West. Uh, northeast Pennsylvania. I mean, you, you, tell, you know, I love that. I love that state. I love Pennsylvania.
1: All right, we'll get so you. Anytime. Find your way to Sunbury, and you'll have a home here for a short time. So, thank you, yeah, sir. You're always. Call anytime. Call
4: anytime. <laughs> Enjoyed it. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thank
1: you. That is uh, Finn Gomez. He's the political director at the CBS News. Uh, helps to guide and direct their political coverage and make sure that they're where they need to be, whether it's Pennsylvania or Georgia or Wisconsin or else. Mm-hmm. Excellent insightful, else. insightful yeah. answers. Yeah, very interesting. So. Yeah, we'll uh, post those back up on our... Actually raised the level of the program. <laughs> uh, well, and now we go back down. Well, we have right. a good email, so that's going to raise the level still farther. All 800 is our telephone number. We have open phones. We did get our commercial break that we would take uh, right around this time out of the way, so we are done with that. But uh, we would invite you to call us, one 800 You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And you can text us at 70236 include the keyword OTM right normally at this time uh, I would be ready to bury the Republican Party and say okay we're going down because the president's in office he's uh, you know very unpopular and uh, the fact is that inflation is so bad but because of I think Roe v Wade and some other things that uh, the uh, well
2: have you seen the, commercial the midterms aren't going to be that bad you, you bring up uh, bring up an interesting point Roe v Wade. I saw this morning I don't Don't know whether it was a commercial from the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, or whether it was one of those independent ads targeting somebody or supporting somebody else. But it was a the voiceover was a female talking about how Doctor Oz wants to, or the Republicans are counting on Doctor Oz to pass a nationwide ban on abortion, and you know saying that uh, he will take away your rights here in Pennsylvania. But you know the ad completely ignores the fact that Pennsylvania has a Democratic governor who would veto anything like that, and in all probability is going to continue to have a Democratic governor, we have a House, a Senate bill that will never pass. I mean, let's face it, who is it we had on? One of our CBS correspondents, it's on the promo that you use. He says he mm-hmm. doubts that there would ever be a way to pass a national abortion ban out of the Senate, mm-hmm. that he just doesn't think he it can happen. Scott McFarland. So, I mean, these ads are absolutely trying to scare people, and then Oz has some ads, or they're ads that you know, I think are trying to scare people on his side, but they're not information based. You know, there is absolutely nothing that Doctor Oz could do in the foreseeable, far foreseeable future that would stop abortions in Pennsylvania. Well, and he does, regardless of his personal opinion. Well, and he does have; he doesn't have a, an exception
1: <coughs> for rape or incest. He talks about that, but he does for the health of the mother. But the ad says
2: no exceptions. Right, and then they say that he believes all abortions are murder. Then the ad says, listen for your South. And all it says, well, that would be murder. You know, it <laughs> oh, doesn't say, I think every abortion is a murder. Like, I mean, What was he talking about? If somebody <laughs> shoots somebody on the street in that front of be your
1: murder. House, yeah, <laughs> That could be murder. Okay,
2: use that cut. Yeah, so you know they don't have to keep the ads 100% honest. Well, so. they don't. I mean, that's what's so sad. And the people people sitting there, if you're a wedge voter on the issue of abortion, you think, oh, oh my God, Dr. Oz is going to destroy female rights. <laughs> well, but if you support abortion rights, Fetterman is your choice. You yes, know, he, would, suspension be. No of, he would be. No argument. He would be.
1: you mention of disbelief is going to be needed, you know, for some of the things you might see in his background, you know, maybe you don't favor any relaxing of marijuana right. laws or even changing in the way that it's scheduled, or maybe that, uh, uh you, you don't like his resume, you know, the way that he hasn't had traditional jobs, the way some people have traditional <laughs> jobs, he hasn't had any jobs. Well, he's had a few, but you know, there are most of them pay a stipend, <laughs> you know, who, who knows what, regardless you, you have to set that aside and say, you know, the same reason you might say, well, you know, Dr. Oz hasn't done fabulously well, being honest with all of the people that's treated, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that owe their health or le- well-being to them, you know, whatever this fat-burning quack stuff was. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't work out too good. But most. Well, I don't know. Do you know every, everybody who took it didn't lose weight? Uh, I, I, <laughs> other than the sentence I just spoke, I don't know
2: anything other than, <laughs> that, you know, it was a big lawsuit and there was a big payout. There was and, a story today about a guy who paid uh, $23,000 for what he thought was an investment, and what he got was a uh, suitcase full of toilet paper and magazines because he said all this books. money in. you know let the buyer beware if to you're if you. What was it H.B. Uh, Barnum said, uh, there's one born every moment? Well, I my, my <laughs> thought is that uh, the uh,
1: scammer probably thought he was a librarian about a year ago when toilet paper was in short so, supply. That would have been yeah, worth $23,000. It
2: would 23, <laughs> <laughs>
1: have been <laughs> worth it. Plus, a lot of people like books. Who knows what books they were? They might have been really good ones. <laughs> they could have been. You know, wouldn't it be bizarre if it turns out the poor fellow ended up inadvertently with the first edition of some book that's worth like $50,000. Poe, 50, Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they just didn't look at it. They grabbed it from a stack or something. But anyway. Don't think that's about that. No, happen. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, but you never know these kind of things happen.
2: But, anyway. I mean, don't, don't think most of these ads are based on scariness. In other words, they want us to go to the polls in a frothing rage over somebody whose opinions and positions we don't care for. Well, and that's why voters have to inform
1: themselves. You know, if, if you use Twitter for anything, go the other way. You know, 90%, they supposedly have screens on there to to filter out the tr- the truth or, or, I mean, to, to filter out well, the I truth, wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> to filter out the lies or anti-Semitic stuff or stuff. But, you know, so many things get through and uh, who knows, you know, what Elon Musk is going to do to it. He'll probably use all those filters. He likes free speech that's unfettered in any way. But um, voters have to bone up on this. You know, read Dr. Oz's website. Read the Wikipedia explanation of what he's done. Read the uh, Fetterman's website. Site and the Wikipedia version of what he's done, and go ahead and you know listen to what the other side is saying about you know Fetterman not having a lot of traditional jobs the way some people have, but uh, then hear Fetterman's version of that. He people the uh, you said the Daily Item had a good feature over the weekend that was from their community news service. I assume lengthy features about
2: the well, election one and of, the about candidates. his going to work. Oh no, that one of our callers mentioned that it was uh, oh, okay. it was an ad by a uh, story by Eric Shikatano okay. comparing the two candidates. It was excellent. I didn't get a chance to read it all yet, although I saved it. I don't want to look at it. Same. Now I'm, I'm stuck at last Thursday's paper. I haven't gotten any farther since then. But in any event,
1: uh, that may be helpful. Look at that kind of thing. Folks that are objective reporters that look at the facts and try to find out uh, what these candidates are up to and what they stand for. And then prepare to hold your nose and vote. You know? <laughs> You're not going to find anybody in this race, at least in Pennsylvania, that suits all your needs. A lot of people think uh, Josh Shapiro is too liberal. A lot of people think uh, Mr. M- Mastriano is too extreme. And, of course, we
2: t- we've covered Fetterman. Isn't that Haas- interesting? We use the word extreme to describe Mastriano, but not to describe his opponent. There are many people on the right who believe that uh, Shapiro is extreme. extremely liberal. Huh? I, I don't view that. One of that. our callers said he was uh, Wolf on steroids, and I think right. that caller's on the line right now.
1: Uh, no, I don't think he is. I think that was Stan. But no, in any event, okay. we go from mentioning Stan to talking to Dan. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark.
5: Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, you know, they you talked about campaign ads being fake. I don't know if you gentlemen seen the one against Dr against Dr. Oz says he's going to eliminate Social Security
6: oh, and God. Medicare
5: oh, in five years. That's his plan. Can you imagine that? What? Who would believe that? And yet they have it on. I've seen it several times. To yeah. scare people into voting for the other guy who's going to legalize marijuana what have you and this isn't the same marijuana that the hippies had in the 60s this marijuana is at least 10 times more thc in it than that marijuana was in the 60s and all it can lead to paranoia schizophrenia all that kind of stuff especially in kids
1: especially in young people yeah. yeah.
5: and it'll ruin their mind and I remember some hippies that I worked with in the 60's and they they had this side effect the worst one was bad memory you'd tell them to do something and they wouldn't do it you tell them again oh we forgot and I remember that with Just the regular marijuana, the way it was in the 60s, it did did affect the memory. But this stuff today is much more potent than it was then, and he's for all that. So there's no way I could vote for him.
6: Let's
2: be, let's be fair, Dan. I mean, the ads for Dr. Oz portray Fetterman as somebody who would, you know, be loose with criminals. He'd let them all out of jail, uh, you know, let murderers roam the streets. So uh, I
5: mean, he, you Well, know, he's he's want just to let some of them out. That that is that isn't all fake, but I know they try to make it worse than it really is. But we don't. I don't. I'm not in favor of. I've let a lot of them out, maybe on a small charge if you were caught, you know.
1: I I love the little asterisk by the the White House news release about the um, uh, pardoning people with pot possession charges at the federal level, which is mostly people who had been convicted in Washington, D.C., is that the, the number of people that they would be letting out would be exactly... Zero. There's no one jailed. Listen, on the on a corollary note, Dan, let me use some of your time here. But uh, in the Washington Post today, uh, Dr. Wen, who's probably pretty well known for her commentary during the pandemic, has a commentary talking about pot. And she says, according to some of the research, uh, during childhood, marijuana use impacts cognitive ability, including memory, attention, motivation, and learning. Studies have linked cannabis use in adolescents with lower IQs in adulthood and higher propensity to drop out of high school. The association persists in college-age students. One study found that there's a correlation between skipping classes, lower grade point average, and a longer time to graduate, uh, increased rates of schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, memory issues. Joe pointed to me a minute ago, even though he couldn't uh, remember Liz Liz Cheney's name either. Mm -hmm. But anyway... uh, especially for kids, you know, if adults want to do this to themselves, that's one thing but if it's more abundant more legal, more kids will get it and that's not going to help anybody
5: That's that's exactly what I believe, it legalize something, look you know, we can name alcohol all that, look what it's done to our country and I like Joe Joe brought up that uh, what was it, Gifford that left the Dem- left the Democratic. No, Tulsi,
2: party. Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard,
5: yeah. And, and I, I I, agree with her. They've become so far woke that I don't see who could ever believe most of their agenda anymore.
2: So, yeah. she hey, thank did you, Dave. Right Thanks,
1: Dan. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Call back if you need more time. We thank you for listening to the first half hour. We had Finn Gomez on from CBS. We'll enjoy open phones during the 9 a.m. hours, and we'll have headlines. This is WKOK Sunbury.
0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Welcome on board. I'm Statler. Mr. Waldorf is directly across from me. What do you
1: call me? Waldorf? Who? Statler. Waldorf. Oh, I never heard of them. The Muppets. <laughs> Do they have first names? I don't believe they need them. <laughs> they probably can't remember them. They, they wouldn't. All right. Yeah, we couldn't remember the name of Liz Cheney, although I knew she was associate with the famous Arizona Republicans. So. so right. <laughs> so you changed but her anyway,
2: to uh, Liz. I
1: moved her from Wyoming to Arizona, and we made her John McCain's daughter. Right. But I'll tell you what. She's Republican. That's true. There you go. Through and through. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Our open phone. That's our toll-free line. You can call us. We're enjoying open phones. We'd love to hear from you on the topic of your selection. A lot of folks complain that Joe and I are boring, can't remember anything, and it's just politics. We'll call us up and uh, tell us how smart you are, the things you do want to talk about, and your opinion about them. And we'll discuss those accordingly. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at mark at www.wkok.com. And text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. And On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. So do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com and see. They still got that white Lightning down there. And uh, it looks super. It's a mannequin. I believe somebody already has a deposit on it. So it's not for sale per se. But they want you to know what they look like, drive like, feel like, and uh, ride like. So that you can see if a Ford F-150 Lightning is for you. You could ride the... uh, Hyundai Elantra Ionic 5, which is an electric vehicle that they can order up for you. So uh, you do have possibilities if you're interested in a hybrid or an electric vehicle. I think the way to go today would be a hybrid Ford (laughs) F-150. The Lightning's very hard to get, but hybrids, they can make those and take orders for those. It'd be a couple of months away, but they'd love to fill that order uh, at the Sunbury Motor Company. So go down down there and uh, do as I've done. Have a good conversation with Tony and ask him about Uh, procurement and what what their allotments will net them if the Sunbury Motor Company SunburyMotors.com In the news today, Penn Live uh, is reporting that a 26-year-old Snyder County man got taken to the bank by some scammers. The unidentified Port Trevorton man told State Police Saturday he was expecting $210,000 in cash in return for a $23,000 investment. Instead he received a briefcase full of toilet paper and books. The man told uh, police Saturday that since June 1st he had used a cash app and Bitcoin to pay $23,000 for what he thought was an investment. When he received the briefcase supposedly containing the $210,000 he was told he'd have to pay an additional $9,000 to get the code to open it. Uh, Troopers say that's when he realized it was a scam. He did not pay the additional $9,000 and took the briefcase to the Seelands Grove State Police Barracks. They said it appears the scam did originate in the U.S. It was a window shattered at the Liberty Valley Elementary School yesterday that led to an early dismissal. A bullet hole in a window in one of the west-facing windows was found by staff around 7.30 in the morning. Later, the bullet itself was found. Apparently, the window had been hit over the weekend. And as a result, uh, the police and other individuals didn't know exactly what was happening, so they dismissed the school. All students were safe. There was never any danger. And afterward, police uh, say... uh, Uh, After searching around the building and in the building, they declared the all clear, but they dismissed uh, kids early at Liberty Valley Elementary. There is a new superintendent in the Danville Area School District who's going to start on November 14th.
3: So as a Danville alumna and a mom and a community member, I'm just really excited to get to serve um, students and families here in Danville. So specifically, I've been an educator all my career, but the Danville community itself drew me to the position.
1: That is Dr. Molly Need. Currently, she's the head of the Danville Area Community Center, has also worked at the CSIU, and uh, Danville Elementary School principal for four years, takes over November 14th, $145,000 uh, annually with a four-year contract at uh, Danville. Prices at the pump going up again in Pennsylvania and continuing to rise nationwide. GasBuddy.com delivers the bad news every Monday morning. It's attributed to OPEC's announcement last week that they were cutting Oil production by two million barrels per day. Gas buddy says prices statewide went up twelve cents a gallon in the past week, now averaging three dollars eighty-eight cents a gallon. Nationally, gas buddy says prices at the pump went up thirteen point eight cents per gallon and now stand at three ninety-two a gallon. The national average price of diesel also going up again eighteen cents per week stands at five dollars four cents per gallon. Finally, we talked a little bit about marijuana. Well, this was was a rapper that had a good idea. He wanted to get his whole audience high. It was a big weekend at Adelanto, California, where the annual Cushstock Festival <laughs> takes place. Never heard of it. Never heard anyway, of it. Anyway, uh, it's the world's largest free cannabis festival, so it wasn't a huge surprise when the rapper Chucky Chuck doused the entire audience with weed smoke. He was performing his song Smoke That, and he hired a company called Smokebusters to blast marijuana with fog dispensers into the audience using the fog machine. It's a 21-in-over festival only and had performers like, uh, well, uh, some of Joe's favorites are here, E-40, Juicy J, Bone Thugs-In-Harmony, and uh, and that's that. I've never heard of any of these people <laughs> or the festival <laughs> well, of which they're lot performing. Well, there's of popular bands you and I haven't heard of. There's a whole... Bone Thugs or whatever you called it. There's a whole non commercial culture of music out there of alternative rock and great rock music and other types of songs uh, having all kinds of shows. Uh, They had one around here recently and uh, the fella I can't remember his name, he does the Hobart News on Facebook, it's his page does these concerts where he pays, out of his own money, all these bands to come and play, and then he charges a few dollars admission at the door. I see. And you go, it's days and days of E-40, Juicy J, Bone Thugs, N-Harmony, and all these other people that play at these places. I hope he can survive without my two bucks uh, well, I don't know how much it costs to get in, but um, in, anyway. But in any event, the halls get packed. They had one up at uh, Williamsport at the Holiday Inn. They had like
2: 600 people in the what hall. What happened to the old days where the groups had names like the Deltones, uh, well, the Beach f- f- uh, Boys, you know, the Four Freshmen? I'm sure some of these
1: guys played great four music. Four Tops. Well, and, and almost all live music's good, even if uh, you don't uh, love that particular one. But anyway, yeah, so there's this whole... Okay, well... I, I would call it a subculture of music, but for... You does know, the a th- Who a Cares the alarm country.
2: go off occasionally oh. here? All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, read what's in front of you, Joe. All right, well, you and I were talking about this. TV in Pittsburgh is reporting more than 400 people packed into the auditorium <clears throat> at Southside Area School District in Beaver County. The majority were there in support of a biology and anatomy teacher, Darren Co- uh, Casado. <laughs> Casado was suspended last week after refusing to refer to transgender students by their preferred pronouns. All right, yeah, now let me stop you here. We
1: had a small controversy at Seilings a number of years ago where a teacher would not refer to a transgender student by their new name, but this is different. Uh, this, you know, this person w- will not use the proper pronouns, so
2: he would call it he or her. No, he if, was using the proper pronouns, he just wouldn't use their preferred pronouns. Well, that's backwards. They would, no, no. They proper, proper pronouns would be boy, girl, man, woman, you, right? E, her, but they've, she, changed. Yeah. they've changed. They've changed. <coughs> they transition. It would be and x and zoo and. No, they <coughs> wouldn't. This particular
1: man would not call. Uh, Uh, individual that was a transgender girl, he wouldn't call her she, because he knew that uh, originally he'd been a he, so he would continue
2: to call him he. All right, well, that's uh, based on his religion, that's what he believes. Uh, More than 40 people spoke at the meeting, most of them in support of Casado's reinstatement. My Uncle Darren is standing up for what is right, even though he is standing by himself. I am thoroughly embarrassed that Southside School District has taken this arbitrary stance in choosing to align with the 1%, his niece said. I'm standing up here tonight to ask you to separate these two things, the very divisive but trendy topic of pronouns and the precedent that you're setting, which is the teachers need to modify their engagement of students based on how the student feels. Another said, one woman decided or derided the district for acting in what she perceived to be a fear of getting sued. She said, we shouldn't be afraid of being sued. Fine. If you want to sue us, sue us. Let's take it to the Supreme Court. Let's take it all the way, she said. Others stood up for the school Decision: Transgender transgender students have a right to be identified by their chosen name, their pronouns. School staff must use that name. Now, stop and think about that. You have hundreds of students. If uh, if my personal preferred pronouns are different. Let's say I'm not transgender, but I just decide I want the teacher to call me something different. What does that teacher have to do, have a list of every student and all their preferred <laughs> well, pronouns? that's not what
1: happened in this particular case. this particular case, there was a transgender student or several students uh, who had transitioned by the time they got to high school, or one switched when they went to middle school. By the time they got to high school, they were uh, had uh, transitioned to a girl. But he knew that, and so he continued to call them a he because he felt that they were a he underneath. And so he wouldn't use proper pronouns. Would use what about his
2: religious beliefs? Would use if we have to honor the the uh, transgender students' preferred pronouns? Why don't we have to honor the religious beliefs of the teacher?
1: Well, if you're not going to respect the students' transition, then you're going to have to come up. with are going to respect the teacher's religion. Address well. well, If let me finish. If their if their religion prevents them from recognizing transgender students, they're going to have to come up with a compromise. I mean, students are going to continue to transition. Uh, Fortunately, many students. Are going to find out that they Fortunately. Uh, can transition if they find themselves that they need to, and that that's going to be a more accepted in the future. We need more education about this, more information. I'm sure uh, that there's an easy compromise here. You know, some people pick uh, pronouns that are sort of more neutral. Maybe the teacher could use those. Uh, if the man has religious beliefs, of course, he probably still then wants to be respectful to the student, even though it doesn't recognize the transition. So there's got to be some way for them to get through this. I agree with the reinstatement under these circumstances. I think the district is right on both cases. I think they do have to uh, compel teachers to recognize that some students have uh, transition, But at the same time, they have to recognize that some folks can't accept that for very, very valid reasons. Use you know, the word religion.
2: compel. I find that an interesting choice of words. That implies force well, of some be type like, or another, either moral or threatening your job or right. suspending would, you. But it
1: would be the same thing. If I went to school, you were the history teacher, and I was in your class. I'd fail you. And Well, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Remembering history is pivotal to history. Right, so it is. If you can't <laughs> do that, you're out. But in any event... Um, I think if if I if you decided that you were going to call me a disparaging pronoun, no, it's not a disparaging pronoun. It's the pronoun you were born right, under, but, or some other name. You are compelled by the school district to use proper names and 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 pronouns that are appropriate
2: in this case and for a transgender student, that's the new one. But if he was born a boy and he's, uh, and that was his name when you started the school year, let's say, or that started school, right. how else would the, the teacher that know that the person had changed? If they had been a girl all along when they came into the classroom, he wouldn't have any basis well, for trying yeah, to In that case, he probably determine. wouldn't know. Might but not when somebody know, no. comes in and they've been Earl and all of a sudden they're Earline, you know, I don't think the teacher should be penalized for continuing to refer to them as Earl. That's but what he knew. But, they were no, there. this
1: guy does refer to them as Earlene, and and that is in full compliance with his actual requirements in his contract. But at the same time, he, when he gets a chance and there's opportunities, he, if he saw. Earlene and two boys, he would say, you three boys go, you know, and do this project or whatever. So pronouns, well, boys, not a pronoun, but... Uh, well, if he just he, said, you go, you guys do this, would that be offensive? All 800 <laughs> if you want to weigh in on this topic. Buzz, we're going to do you first. You speak for a minute, and we always enjoy talking to Dan for about five, or Stan, yeah. so we'll do him second. Yeah.
7: Thank you. I I just listened in a little bit. I haven't heard much lately, but I'm wondering, um, well, who cares what this person wants to call themselves? When I was in high school, uh, my nickname is Buzz, but if I wanted to go back to my regular name of Russ, my given name. What? (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. If I wanted to go back to Russ, they wouldn't call me that. You know I mean it's just, who cares if you want if your name if I wanted to change my name to Gloria what difference does it make who, why would you care
1: well, this is a little bit different because this is a student that didn't come in as Buzz or Russ came in as Russ, but it becomes Rosalind and is plainly yeah. dressed as a woman, looks like a woman, acts like a woman, is very glad to be a, to, to be a woman uh, now and <laughs> yeah. to to you know to live out what they already are. And in this case, the teacher would recognize just the pronouns would still refer yeah. to her as Rosalind, but in a group setting would say. Uh, you know, um, would you know?
2: We're not going to recognize what what he has done. But here's, he the, here's done. the precedent, and it was in the story, Buzz. That teachers need to modify their engagement of students based on how that student feels, so that each individual student has the right to determine how the teacher will interact with them. Well, feeling isn't the right word, but if you want to use it—if
1: you want to use it in a disparaging fashion to say that a transgender individual feels like a woman—that's totally wrong. Shows a lack of understanding. I, but in any event, that's. I just not,
7: don't understand why people care. I mean, if that's what you want to be, go ahead. Well, let's the, move on to stuff that's really important.
1: It would be very distracting if you had a teacher refer to Buzz as as she in the classroom. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, I see.
7: All so right, a distraction. Well, it's also a good place to learn to be more accepting and open-minded. <laughs> well, it not sounds like they're trying to close
1: that up. <laughs> yeah, not if you're this teacher. No learning, sorry. No open-minded. <laughs> Thanks, now guys. you're now you're making fun of that teacher's religion. All right. Thank you so much, Bryce. Thanks for calling <laughs> All us. Right. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Now we get to talk to Stan. Good morning, sir. I
7: see a large need for mental health care in
1: okay. this country. For
2: conservatives? No. No.
7: No, no. <laughs> and anyone you know, if, if a person over 18 decides they want to become a man or a woman when they aren't either, you know, one or the other, that's up to them. They're 18, they're a majority, they can do what they want with their life. But when kids are fed a delusion that they can do whatever, you know, they can change to be become a man if they're a woman or a boy if they're a girl or whatever, it's delusional. And the people that are, that are feeding that to them should be arrested for child abuse. Okay. Really? It, it, it's not just the teachers. It comes from the news media, the the entertainment industry. It all comes down from them. You know that they, they, this is okay that that men can get pregnant and have babies, which is a lie. It's impossible. Okay. So this teacher, you know, not not uh, bowing to their wishes is just fine and dandy with me. Why should he have to?
1: No, I well, agree. Well, and I think this is ripe for compromise. You know, th- this is what I said. I th- certainly think the teachers should respect kids in the, in the nth most degree possible. But <laughs> there's an easy way around this. You know, if you have a teacher that's like you, stand that doesn't accept this, you know, doesn't uh, accept the uh, the nature of, of transgenderism, and that's fine. That's perfectly okay. You know, you're probably one-third of the country or so that is very, very skeptical about this. Oh, and, I think it's more than that. Okay, well, whatever. Let's suppose it's ninety nine percent of the country that doesn't make the student less transgender and so um, you got to work it out you know we got to work this out and I think that I think we're overlooking an opportunity to do that and I think you're right you're setting a bad example for the kids showing that you know it has to be the teacher has to be suspended uh, because they're not willing to do this there there's got to be a way to, to respect the teacher and the student
7: well I mean it starts with the parents you know allowing the kids to do these things you know and they're, and they're doing us down to the ages of 3 and 5 and there's some there's a some woman that was a medical professional that was on the air so that says she, she thinks that that babies in the womb can determine that they don't belong in the body there and whether they're boys or girls which is insane I haven't heard that but <laughs> yeah you know it, it hasn't been, yeah I I heard that you know whether and it was somebody made a comment you know some f- supposed professional and it, that kind of stuff is insane but it's being pushed out there and and, and it's uh, I don't I don't know how to compute with this none of it computes okay like as I said men cannot have babies okay these women that say oh we're gonna trans tr- transition to be a man and then they're gonna get pregnant No, you're still a woman I'm sorry you got all the parts to make that possible you're a woman I don't care how you want to identify yourself Oh, okay. But you're still a woman.
1: So you're okay with individuals who are transgender, but you will just continue to recognize them. Or, uh, well, I don't know, how, if, if it's okay that somebody transitions to uh, <coughs> the opposite sex, but you don't believe hey, in it, but you'll respect them?
7: Mark, once they're 18, that's fine and damn, but just doing it to the kids is just wrong.
1: I got gotcha. you. Okay. Okay. It's it's wrong. Well, now, kids who are a I, transgender say it, they know it at age 3, 4, 5, something like that. So it's very early on. Kids know that they are interested in
2: very early on. You right. believe the five, three, and right. Five, right. Go back oh to oh the three gosh, and five-year-olds? Yes. Yeah, yep. all right. Yep, that's true. Right?
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When a when a five-year-old thinks that they're a dinosaur. Or, or whatever, that's, you know, okay, you can be a dinosaur today. No. You can transition to, you know, that kind of crap. Oh. You know, kids are kids. They don't know what they are and what they're going to be and what they should be. But there is a lot of people that have transitioned as kids that are thoroughly regretting it now.
1: We got a dinosaur in this conversation, all right. all it's right. it's you. So it,
7: it, there's people that regret it. You know, the women that had their breasts cut off because they wanted to be a boy, are now regretting. Now, they can go back and have reconstructive surgery and fix some of the problems, but they took all those hormones and stuff that has really screwed them up. But a boy that gets the operation and has things removed, there's no going back from that. And that's the kind of stuff that some of these hospitals and stuff are pushing or okay with. I'm not saying they're pushing it, but they go to these gender uh, therapists or whatever, and they okay, they, they say that it's okay for these kids to do that. It's it's okay for Johnny to become married and stuff like that. All no, right. it's
1: not. In your view. All right, we got you, Stan. No, Thank no, you no, sh- no,
7: Mark. It's not <laughs> right. Whether it's my view or not, it's not right. And anybody that thinks it is has a serious problem. Mark, do you really think it's right and possible that a man can get pregnant? Do you think it's possible?
1: Well, I think there have been transgender men who have gotten pregnant no, no, because no, 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 they Mark. still have you the anatomy think a man of a woman and can they get, get pregnant. Well, there are transgender men who have gotten pregnant. there's not they're, what they're men, they're a woman.
7: Okay, if I see a, a person that looks like a guy has a beard, but it has a big belly, he's either fat or he's pregnant. And if it's pregnant, it's a woman.
1: Okay, all right, we got okay? you, Okay.
7: Plain and simple, there's no
1: getting around that. It's a woman. Thank you, sir. Fair enough. Thank you so right, much. Have a good one. Yep, Really, care. really appreciate it. All right, we got the phones lit up. we got to hit a break. We'll be right back, and everybody's going on the radio.
3: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai
2: And yet another reason I would not send my kids to
1: public school. All right, there we go. And, Harry, you're on the mark. Thanks for patience. Please go right ahead.
8: Hey, good morning, guys. You know, I think it's very important here that we always hear all this stuff, let's follow the science. we got to follow the science for, for um, uh, you know, climate change, everything else. But let's let's do that all the way through. Let's follow the science. No matter what you identify as, if you take a DNA test, you will register as what you were born, the gender you were born. It does not matter whether you have the lop it off of me or whatever you have. That's the simple scientific fact. There are male and female genders, and that is a biological scientific fact. That's the end of the story.
2: Well, you're right.
1: Well, yeah, you're right, but I think actually they can tell in your DNA uh, your propensity to be transgender or to be to not uh, want to live out the, uh, the the gender that you were assigned but, at birth. That that's but, it's actually but, detectable at the DNA level.
8: But that, that's, I, well, I, I won't argue that with you because I don't know that, but uh, but that seems like uh, so now they can they can your DNA will say what you what you're thinking. As opposed to what you were born, what you were scientifically... Uh,
2: given? Well, that DNF A stuff is pretty smart, Harry. I mean, it no, can uh, figure that out. No, I just think the research yeah, into DNA has given
1: them insights into individuals who are transgender that uh, it is s- somehow detectable either in the brain or in the DNA. I'm, I'm going back to research I read like a year ago. But uh, this idea of individuals who are transgender, uh, the science can detect that either in your brain or in the DNA. I'm sorry, I, I can't quite remember which it was. I'll look it up. I did save uh, the clipping and We'll bring
8: it I, back. Yeah, but I think following the science and this guy was a science teacher he said, out know, in Pittsburgh. Uh,
2: uh let me I, see I I what he was. was a coach. No, he I think he was oh. a science teacher. Okay.
8: Yeah. Yeah, so I would take his word for uh, it. sorry, I he was a, bi-
2: a biology and anatomy <laughs> teacher, so he was dealing with it from the scientific end as well as yeah. his religious end.
8: Yeah. I mean, I I I don't know. I I think we were uh, you know, <laughs> it's been scientific fact for thousands of years, and all of a sudden now it's not. I mean, I just don't think that, you don't change the science.
1: Well, I appreciate what you're saying about science, but anatomy doesn't equal gender. You know, uh, you, may f- you may have been born a male, as you were, and that's fine, but that doesn't mean that's how you identify, that's not how your brain is working, you know, you may have the chromosomes in the DNA that indicate you're male, and that's fine, but the, uh, anatomy doesn't equal gender, and individuals who are transgender could tell you this. Uh, we've had folks on the show that have talked about this, uh, you know, we uh, Joe sat across from somebody who was transgender and talked to him, had a perfectly good logical conversation. And accepted what he said, may or may not believe it today, but uh, did recognize that the way people identify and the way they grow up, and when they know when they're certainly before uh, puberty, that they know that they were they are not interested in living out the life of the, the gender they were assigned at birth.
8: Well, I yeah I, I I just don't believe that. I, I mean that's uh, that's a, that's a mental choice. It's, a, it's an option that you made mentally. It is not an option that you were born with or scientifically given. That's, okay. that's just, I mean, you can't change my mind on that one. Okay. <laughs> well, and, that's and, because yeah. you're right.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Well, the uh, less you know, the uh, better, uh, Harry. So keep up the good work. <laughs> <yeah>.
8: well, <laughs> that's, you can, that's right. You, that's can make that's it, uh, you, know, you can do it and say it however you want, but, but I'm secure in the fact that, that believing in, in, in the science when I'm told to follow the science all the time, should be good in everything, not just in what you choose, what you want to choose it to believe in, and, and that's where I think we're off the rails.
1: And what do you know about the transgender science?
8: I don't know a lot about it. Okay. What yeah. I know, though, is just God checking. created men, that He created women, and that's how you were born. Gotcha. That's what I know.
1: Gotcha. Thank you so much, sir. Apparently, Mark doesn't buy that. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if if you know very
2: little about something, how can you have an informed opinion about but, it? That's yeah, all. But he does know about the basic fact that there are two sexes, male and female, and you're born one or the other. Okay, there's lots and lots of biological anatomical, uh,
1: psychological science behind being transgender and studying and what knowing is it. And Where, and knowing it. Yeah, what,
2: what study have you read recently on this? I wouldn't say I've read anything recently. Oh, we haven't okay. brought this so you up don't know. While. You don't know, huh? Well, As you always say to us, you don't know. I've read 20 studies Prior to today, which what's the but name? you of one asked me what's the name of one of the studies. You I read? don't remember the names <laughs> of them. <laughs> All right, I've read several studies myself
1: that say you're full of it. Nobody has to wait through two breaks, so we're going to talk to Cindy and then we're going to take the break. Cindy, you're on the mark. Go right ahead.
6: Since we're so fond of science, <clears throat> and my background and training was in a field of science. Let me just say that some people are born male and some people are born female and some people are born both and some people are born neither and that is a scientific fact everybody who's calling in and saying you know that it's a fact that you're either male or female no it's not sorry that's a fact look it up look it up you'll find out there are some people whose misfortune it is to have been born with both sets of gonads and some people misfortune was to be born with none so but let's go past that as a person who once was in charge of several different organizations including on a school board it's my opinion that in leadership you have to be even-handed the rules have to apply to everyone and I hope we can all agree on that so if you make a policy in a school that that policy has to apply to everyone not just the boys not just the girls not just the janitors not just the professional staff not just the administration the rule has to apply to everyone and so if we say that in our school if that's the decision of leadership this be, these folks will be tolerated it is the responsibility of everyone in that organization to do that and if you feel like you cannot then you should find someplace else to work because this organization has committed itself, whatever it might be. If that teacher is emulating that behavior, he is, in essence, bullying that kid. So here's a teacher that you want administration, or someone wants administration to turn their back on this unnecessary, totally unacceptable bullying of this kid. There's no reason to behave that way. No reason at all. And if you're in an organization and you cannot... Uh, agree with their policies, then your best move, as far as I'm concerned, is to find another place to work.
2: But what about the precedent that they're setting here? And I'll read the story again. The teachers need to modify their engagement of students based on how that student feels. That's the issue.
6: Joe, if that's what the board has decided... And instructed the administration to do, then that's exactly what should happen.
2: So the teacher needs to have a sheet in front of him with everybody's preferred pronouns on it, and before he talks to that person, he must look at that sheet and determine how they ought to be
1: talked in to. In front I of you
6: think you're kind of leaning into hyperbole. But another, re- Mark, you said can't we find a, a compromise, compromise? Right. right, right? Move the kid to another classroom. Why remain confrontational? Move the kid to another classroom. And let me tell you, if I was on the board and that was what we did, and I found out that teacher persisted in bullying that child away from his classroom, we moved him into a safe zone, and now he follows that kid, either in the hall or the cafeteria or wherever else he might find the opportunity, I'd fire him. This then it ex- That exposes the motive behind the behavior. He doesn't have to like it right? He doesn't have to believe in it. All he has to do is get in front of the room and teach science. That's what he's been contracted to do, not to harass the students. And he's doing this, I'm sure, in front of other students, emulating, bullying, and harassing. And as an administrator, I couldn't tolerate that, period. And if he isn't smart enough to say to himself, I cannot... um, resign myself, reconcile myself to dealing with this situation as a mature adult professional, I need to remove myself. That's what his thinking should be. I need to remove myself or seek to be in a different position with a building, But
2: with all due due respect, with all due respect, why does that student's personal pronoun preference trump the teacher's religious belief?
6: Joe, let me ask you this, uh, because no, I the teacher's you a religious belief is irrelevant in that classroom. Irrelevant. You don't get to carry your religion into school. Let's imagine that in the evacuation um, in August a year ago, when they brought all those people from Afghanistan, that some people who were Taliban-oriented were brought, which I have no doubt happened. And let's imagine that that person was credentialed and and went through the process and became a certified teacher. And he gets in front of a classroom, and then he announces that his religion says that girls should not be educated. Remove all the girls from this room. Would that be appropriate? No. No. You don't get to bring your religion into the schoolroom. But if you're, if you're,
2: can you bring your moral values into the schoolroom? Can you bring what you've been taught, what you believe, into the schoolroom? And if somebody wants you to violate those personal principles, the faith you've lived with all your life, why should you be required to give that up? Because somebody wants to be called a name other than the one well, they were born with. Faith because you're
6: is. a mature, adult, professional person. Joe, when I was in the emergency room, I got everybody. I, I didn't get to sanitize, sift choose who I cared for, and without exception, I treated them all with the same dignity and respect. The prisoners from Rockview, who were chained to the bed, got the same kind of care as the little old lady that wandered in on her walker. As a professional, as a professional in your workplace, that is your obligation. Now, this man wants to be whatever he wants to be outside of work, The school has no right to dictate
2: that. But, Cindy, he didn't refuse to teach the student. He just refused to call them by personal pronouns they prefer. And use their proper identity. And he might be an excellent teacher.
6: The school board in the school district made a policy that these students would be treated in a certain way. And he elected to violate that policy. And I'm assuming more than once. And that is wrong. Well, the district—if if they said there will be no open flames in the classroom, and he started lighting up all this stuff—I would expect him to be held accountable.
2: Well, the district reinstated the teacher and suspended I think the policy. they made a mistake. Well, <laughs> that's what they did.
6: Then so how can they hold <laughs> any child in that district accountable for bullying?
2: Well, I don't now believe.
6: They've, now they've said we're going to condone this. So the kid comes in, and whatever religion that gentleman professed says hey that's my religion it allows me to go around and bully people like this
2: how is it bullying? I mean, I, I, I dispute your use of that word here. He was just calling them the... He, he do, doesn't say he called them anything offensive. It just said he wouldn't use their preferred personal pronouns. He may have referred to them as Hilda when they wanted to be called Hilda, but just wouldn't say she, it, or whatever yeah, they preferred.
1: Pronouns. But in any event, he's supposed to call the students by what they are. If they identify as a girl, they're dressed as a girl, sits in the front, and her name is Hilda, don't call him a he. And does this
2: fluctuate on a daily basis tomorrow? I come in dressed like a girl, and I tell you my name is Zelda. Is he required to call me Zelda tomorrow? What's the criteria for having this this be imposed upon him?
1: Well, the less you know, the better. You can call him whatever you want then, Joe. But you Maybe be he should go a-
6: to the Inflexibility School District of Pennsylvania, where <laughs> he can be as inflexible as he wants to be. Fair I, I would expect a well-compensated, highly trained, mature adult to be more than capable of meeting that challenge. I don't believe, Joe, that every day this student shows up and asks to be called a different name. I think that's hyperbole on your part. Right.
2: But it could but happen. we, it as could adults, happen. have a
6: responsibility to model appropriate behavior. If you were speeding down the old trail every day at 80 miles an hour as the leader of my community, that would be totally unacceptable. Right. Totally unacceptable. You, as the leader, have to model the appropriate behavior.
2: All right, but Joe well, does Well, I don't speed, speed down the not old trail that fast. 80 well,
1: yeah, not No, that fast. he
6: doesn't because, you know, he's got them running speed traps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he knows where they are. All right, thank you so Thanks. much, Cindy. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much for calling Interesting in. debate. Thanks All right, more callers. we got one lined up, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. Should a teacher be compelled or fired to use uh, transgender students' uh, n- uh, pronouns uh, to the sex preferred that they identify pronouns. with? Uh, the pronouns that they go by. Well, they're not just preferred their actual well, that's pronouns. That's Well, their actual pronouns. Would you call a he or she just because you knew that she used to be a he? The school says that's wrong. They let him go, but, of course, he's a wildly popular teacher. And no, they didn't they, let him they,
2: go. They, they reinstated him.
1: Right. The, let me finish the okay. sentence, but then because he's a widely popular teacher, they filled the school board meeting with lots of people who said, bring him back, and so they did. They caved, in other words. So they said to the school district, well, if everybody bullies, then we'll allow it. one 800 Seven nine five nine five. What they said. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll be right back. Hi,
2: everybody, Steve Jones, Neil Coolong on the Steelers today, three to five news radio, ten seventy WKOK. Ah, uh, Steve, you're killing me talking about the Steelers. Huh. Yeah, what are they, one and four or something? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What happened? Well, Big Ben retired. That's one thing. Oh no, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's such a savior. We only bring him out of retirement
1: one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 795 9565 Mike, thanks for waiting. Please go right ahead.
9: Yeah, yeah, this particular topic really doesn't interest me that much. But, Joe, you said that, and again, I didn't hear it from the beginning, but it's my understanding, Joe, you said that teacher was reinstated?
2: Yes, they reinstated the teacher and uh, canceled the policy. They're going to try it yeah. again. They're going to rewrite something different.
9: Right, and that, that may be just interim, but I would have to say that when that when that teacher was reinstated you know that just wasn't done on a whim there's probably some important people with the the degrees and the science and all that stuff that made a decision that that would be the best interest of the taxpayers and the people in that particular district so you know as it stands now it sounds like if he was reinstated he wasn't doing anything wrong now maybe there was some bullying going on and, and that should be addressed properly because you shouldn't bully people, but again, as far as pronouns are concerned, I, I, I was thinking back when I was in school. I don't remember being called by my pronoun. Now I'm sure it probably happened, but normally I was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, called by my name, you know, my first name, and or the last name, and I think that would be appropriate for anybody, right. regardless of what pronoun they they chose.
2: Apparently, now, this
1: stems from him compiling a group of students uh, saying that uh, uh, you go with them. He's going with you, referring to a, a student who has transitioned to a girl and has a female name and said he goes with you.
9: Yeah, now that it sounds from what you're saying, it sounds like me, he may have been you know over overstepping. What I would say is the boundaries That uh, Cindy was addressing there You know, maybe it was coming into harassment But real quickly, what I wanted to to bring up It sounds like as this election approaches We're talking about a lot of things Like transgenders uh, What else is the big Abortion And all these particular things (laughs) are being used Rather than talking about Candidates are going to talk about What really matters to people like myself And over the weekend, I happened to listen to a a book review, uh, because I don't read very well, so I like to listen to them talk about the books. And this was called Men Without Work. And it says that we have an alarming increase in America of men who aren't working. That's number one. And number two, after the pandemic, now we're seeing a large number of women And when they say women that aren't working and men that aren't working, they're looking at uh, at age uh, 25 to 54, and there's reasons why they picked that gap. And the the guy that wrote the book, from listening to him, I felt that he was uh, a a liberal, okay? And in the fourth segment, they pressed him on why we're seeing this increase and, and, and why it's become dramatic. And one of the reasons he said was, To get on government disability, you used to have to prove a disability, but there's been law changes where you can apply for government disability and and state the reason, like for instance, I'm too sad or too unhappy to be able to function in a work environment, or my muscles ache and I'm unable to do any manual labor. You know, if I'm only qualified for manual labor, I can't do manual labor because my muscles ache and there's no way that the government can disprove that, so therefore your claim is approved. And he said that is a thing. But then what really got me was when he, he brought in the Soviet Union in the collapse, because I've listened to uh, book reviews on you know, what led up to the collapse of the Soviet Union, and one of the things was the number of men that were not participating in any way to society. And it was usually due to alcohol abuse. And he said, and and it doesn't sound like a large number, but when you have five million men of working age not working, and that number's growing and the women are growing, we're getting very close to what the Soviet Union had with the alcoholism and the people that were in there not working and not contributing to society and And he, he you know I was really surprised he's a liberal, so I expected him to you know take the liberal side, well, we have to do everything we can to help everybody that has a problem. But he did add that this is a major problem. It's affecting our economy, and he went into all the reasons how it affects the economy, which I won't get into. But to me, that's a problem we should be talking about, the number of people that aren't working. And then when I go and start talking to my friends, they tell me that they work for these organizations that help people that are in need. And one of the things that these organizations uh, uh, have on hand at certain times is ways to help people qualify and apply for these government
3: benefits.
2: Going back to our original topic for a minute, I I'm, want I'm to relate yes. a story.
9: Yes, go uh, ahead.
2: Since that's what we, we're focused on here in, in large degree. But my last name has a silent G. Toward the end of it, it's G H A N. And in school, I had one teacher who called me McGranigan all the time. And I went to him and I said, "Sir, I'm sorry, but my name is McGranahan." And he said, "Oh, okay." And then went on to calling me McGranigan the rest of the school year. You know, was that bullying? Was he bullying me, or was I just did I was just expected to suck it up?
9: Uh, I would say that it depended on the relationship between you in him, but I'm going to side with Cindy on that. That was not professional.
1: All right, we got you. Mike, we have to move on, but thank Thank you so much for your insight. You're very welcome. Take care now. Very much appreciate it. All right, stand by, Chris. We'll be right back.
3: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. I'm sorry,
1: I'm pushing the wrong buttons here. Uh, we got to get Chris on the radio as much time as he can have, about uh, 90 seconds. Go ahead, sir. Sorry about that. 90
10: seconds. Uh, I got a kick out of Harry. His, his, his scientific reason for uh, his belief was that God created them male and female. I don't think that's in science anywhere.
6: Okay. It
1: would
10: look pretty hard. The other thing, I've known English teachers that... that compel certain pronouns as grammatically correct, but I certainly haven't known any religions that do.
3: not sure I understand
10: your even point
0: there.
10: E- English wasn't even their founding language.
0: So uh, compelling
10: uh, pronouns seems a little ridiculous for uh, religious belief.
1: But Chris... We cannot bring actual scientific, factual, current information into this no, discussion. of course not, because so, Joe doesn't
10: accept it. <laughs>
2: sorry, it's not going to yeah. work. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> he
10: didn't answer uh, Sydney about uh, the religious belief of not teaching women.
2: I, she didn't ask me a question. Yes, yeah, it was a hypothetical. It was a
10: hypothetical. Yes, she did. Yes, she did.
2: What if the Taliban
1: started teaching at Seals Grove? Could he make women go home?
2: His religion is forgettable. I'm sorry, you're right, she did. (laughs) She went on to so many other things that I lost track of that. Yeah, she's too quick for you, I know that. She was. uh, Ah. She's smarter than I am most days. Once in a while, I get her. I don't think so. Thank you,
1: Chris. Sorry about the time issue. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in. Bone up on the topic. Study. Learn. It won't kill you.
2: This is WKOK, Sunbury.